Hey, it's Mike Gill from Believe in Eagles. Don't forget, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the Believe in Eagles podcast. And make sure you check back to the Believe in Eagles feed each and every day for the very best on the Eagles. Here's today's conversation. Mike Gill with you. Eagles lose last night. Angelo Cataldi, he's the author of the new book, Loud. How a shy nerd came to Philadelphia, turned up the volume in the most passionate sports city in America. For over three decades, he did it. And I would imagine, as he joins us right now here in Atlantic City, if you had the chance, Angelo, to talk to the fans this morning, I think you would have had a lot to say. So if you were opening up the show today, who would be getting the ire of Angelo Cataldi this morning in Philadelphia? Mike, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, I focus on how they lost the game and how they lost the game. 152 to go, 92 yards from a touchdown for Seattle to beat them. Seattle's got their backup quarterback. They go right down the field. They just destroyed James Bradbury. James Bradbury will be getting it. Uh, I guess whoever the defensive coordinator is, Matt Patricia now, he would be getting it. Howie Roseman would be getting it for having an awful secondary. And uh, Nick Sirianni would get, uh, be getting it because he lied. Nick Sirianni lied when he said he was okay with uh, uh, the side that he turned right around and he uh, brought in uh, Matt Patricia. I was no, gonna... it's, a, it's a debacle, Mike. <laughs> that thing last night was a freaking debacle. I was going to ask, I mean, if you – now, we didn't get the news during the week. It came out on no. Sunday morning, but Monday night we knew. So going into the Monday night game yesterday, uh, as getting ready for a day like that, to find out that they changed the coordinators, uh, does it scream panic? Yeah. Oh, it, it screamed panic, but I, it was a valid point of panic. They were 10-3, and three, all right? You can go back two more weeks when they were 10-1. and one. I didn't think they were that good defensively then. They were 29th in the league against the pass when they were 10-1. and one. That is not sustainable, Mike. There's no way you're going to be able to do that for an entire season. They were incredibly lucky to be at that point. Then they get destroyed by the Niners. They get crushed by the Cowboys. And then they choke in the final minutes last night. Anybody that's really still harboring dreams of this team going back to the Super Bowl, they're delusional today. That This defense is lousy. It stinks. And what you saw last night, in a, I mean, talk about, now I don't know what the analytics are. You probably would. Mike, it's got to be 90%, 92%. If you give the team the ball with 152 to go, one timeout, 92 yards from the, from the end zone, that they're going to score. How does that happen? Yeah. Oh, that happened. The Eagles had 28 seconds left. It was insane. Yeah, well, they kept unbelievable. you. They, Angela, they kept you working last year longer than you probably wanted to because you had said, I'm going to yep. stay on until the season's yep. over to go to the Super Bowl. What has happened to that team that essentially was so likable that has turned yeah. into this one where we are finding so many reasons to find them unlikable? Yeah, that's a great question. Mike, I, I, if I had to just say one thing, I would say, they got old, all right? Bradbury has lost maybe two steps. He is nowhere near the player he was a year ago. Slay, before he got hurt, was nowhere near what Slay was the year before. They did not bring in a, a lot of young time. He got to get some rookies there, but they're not established yet. 
the linebacker core, every year they let Kaiser White go. There's always somebody leaving to go somewhere else. And uh, they got this defensive line where they've invested all their money. Where did they go? What what have they been doing? They had 70 sacks last year. (laughs) They have like half that amount with three games to go this year. And they're not making plays in big moments. Where were they in the fourth quarter last night? Gassed. Right? They, they looked gassed last night in the fourth quarter. Them guys were straight yep. up standing up late on that yep. drive, like almost as if I got nothing left uh, in the tank here. And it has been perplexing because you got this quarterback. And I, they were in a terrible situation, in my opinion, Angelo. He has yeah. a modest 2021. He has an MVP level 2022. And you have to make a decision on what to pay that man. And you have to make a decision based on 2022 or 2021. You can't pay him something in the middle. And now yeah. you're not getting the ROI, right? Oh, no, you're not. He, uh, Hertz had a lousy game last night. Maybe it's because of uh, his uh, illness. And possibly it's because the play calling is lousy. That, that play call on the long pass to Quez Watkins, in what world is that an intelligent call? You've got the ball. You're driving right down the field. You're managing the clock. You're getting first downs the same way you did on the two touchdown drives you had. Hey, I got an idea. We got Quez Watkins singled up on Julian Love. Oh, what a great mismatch. Who is that? What player is a mismatch with Quez Watkins? When did he ever do anything? And every time they dial him up, which isn't often, it usually leads to a catastrophic (laughs) play, as it did there. Did you see him on that play? Uh, He looked surprised. He let the guy catch the ball. Uh, I asked you what you would have opened with today on your show. Me, I said, in what world is throwing the ball to Quez Watkins led to anything positive in the last three seasons? Never. And I don't know who you blame for that, but – if I'm the quarterback, I'm simply saying this guy has not made a play for me in two years. I am simply not going to him. But did you see Sirianni after the game, Mike? After the game, Sirianni's going, oh, let me tell you, if we could ever get a wide receiver straight up one-on-one coverage with a safety, oh, boy, <laughs> we're going to that play. Yeah, oh, sure. If it's A.J. Brown, sure. sure. If it's Devontae Smith, okay. But don't do it with Quez Watkins. He's clueless. He has no idea what he's doing out there. Why is he even on the team? You and I both on that one. Angelo Cataldi is with me. Uh, the book is loud. You know, these are the moments where, you know, you've dealt with losing in this city with this team forever. When the team is good, it gets a little monotonous and boring. And the funny part is, Angelo, a couple weeks ago on our show, we said – is this season a little boring? They were like nine and one, and it was like a little bit of a boring season. Boy, is that taking a turn? And and I gotta ask, I guess then, you know Sirianni pretty well. You talk to him a lot. How much of a role is Sirianni in the reason why this team is what it is right now? Uh, first of all, let me say this book tour I've been on for for Loud is uh, eye opening to me because I can't tell you how many people have said to me. I love to listen to your show after an Eagles game, especially if they lost. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it is. There is more to talk about. You know, there, it is more exciting. As to Sirianni, I'm wrestling with this. It does not look like 
the decision to change defensive coordinators was his. He'll never admit it. Brought here at the beck and call of Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie. The reason Doug Peterson's not still here is that Doug Peterson had audacity after winning a Super Bowl to want to name his own assistant. How dare he? So they got rid of him, and they brought in a guy who was a yes man. And I still think Sirianni is a yes man. I don't think Sirianni had any intention of changing defensive coordinators. I, told, I think he was told in the middle of the week that he was doing it. And he can't push back. He agreed to this job knowing that they would do all the big decisions on how that team is run. The last guy that tried it won a Super Bowl and got kicked to the curb after five years because he pushed back. You can't push back when it's Roseman and Lurie. And I have a feeling that all of these decisions. So, yes, I want to blame Sirianni for being a yes man, but I'm going to blame Howie and Lurie for basically domineering when I still think they're out of their element making those kind of decisions. You know, it's so funny, um, 18, 19, 20, Roseman might be the most polarizing figure in the history of the city. Yes. I mean, I yes. can't even think of a guy in 18, 19, and 20 that was more hated than that man yep. ever. And there wasn't even a number two. Like, there wasn't a second-place guy. <laughs> he was so far and away the most despised. Yep. He has turned that around somewhat, but what role does he have? Well, Mike, honestly, uh, over you can go 20 years. Nobody has ever gotten people to switch back and forth. Love him, hate him, love him, hate him as much as Howie Roseman. And um, Howie Roseman now is feeling the bad side of it again because he basically ignored linebackers and defensive backs. He didn't really do a lot there. Once he, once he signed Slay and Bradbury, he did nothing. And now he's counting on low draft picks and free agents to fill it in. You can't do that. If you're going to do that, then, man, those guys in the middle, the two Georgia kids, um, um, Fletcher Cox, uh, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, those guys need to make those big and put the pressure on Hassan Reddick especially if you're going to be able to cover the, the floors in your secondary. And once they're not doing it, you've got nothing. You, you've got 92-yard drives in a minute and a half for the backup quarterback. That's what you got. Yeah. Oh, listen, it, it's uh, it's crazy to watch it all. And it, as, as it's happening, you know it's happening, right? You're watching it, and oh. you know it's coming. Oh. I, Mike, I felt it when at the eight-yard line I felt it. I went, wow, are they going to blow this? Are they going to let – and they let receivers. They got Metcalf and then the uh, rookie kid uh, who scored the touchdown. They let him get behind them. How? They did the same thing in Can- against Kansas City, and Scantling dropped the ball. That was a game. Yep. They can't cover. They can't cover speed. And, you know, they could they could be a lot worse record than they have right now. They got a lot of lucky breaks along the way, but now they're just showing their true colors. Angelo Cataldi oh. spent the time with Ange. Thanks so much, man. Mike, anytime. Thank you, buddy. The book is loud. How a shy nerd came to Philadelphia and turned up the volume in the most passionate sports city. Thanks for listening to Believe in Eagles right here on the Believe Network. Don't forget, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast feed for the very best in Eagles coverage right here on the Believe in Eagles Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.